Stephen Cluxton is on the pitch. He is togged out for Dublin. Are you sure he's not a mascot, Joe? I am 100% sure he's not a mascot. Stephen Cluxton is part of the Dublin panel today. I'm surprised as anyone, Joe. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB's The Hurling Pod. With Board Gosh Energy. Proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship. It's Wednesday and it means it's another bonus pod for those of you who are subscribed to the Hurling Pod feed, available exclusively here. The Hurling Pod is with Borgosh Energy, proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship and the Legends Tour Series at Croke Park. This is from episode 8, which is available now, both here in the Hurling Pod feed and over on OTBGA, wherever you get your podcasts from. Our recording went a little bit over time on Monday, then I was racing to go to Ireland against France at the Aviva, so we had to just push this back into a bonus podcast for this week. It's an amalgamation of all of the comments which came in, particularly quite a few for Scale on the back of his own comments about Davy Fitzgerald the week before, and questions from the listeners from the last week. We started off by having a look at the YouTube comments from last week's show. Uh, TV Street, who uh, Scale annoyed a few weeks ago, and then he annoyed you, and now he's back praising you. He says, Scale on Davy was priceless, fair play. You could see Murphy thinking, better get the fire hose, Scale is getting spicy, uh, was his reply, which I think was the face on Paul Murphy during that entire slot. I actually, I have a vivid memory, it's only a week ago, obviously it's vivid, of Murphy's face kind of going, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh God, you should sit here quiet, don't say a word. I forgot to look at my own camera and just see what I looked like on the screen. Yeah. I was just looking at you going, trying to, trying to read your voice there you know just let your man burn his own house okay you see youtube was remarkably supportive stockroom tim couldn't agree more with scale's comments on davy laughing emoji adrian mcgrath saying the two boys need to change their phone numbers or don't answer any unknown (laughs) numbers for the next couple of weeks and then there was a couple of comments about the structures which was the kind of chat we had around joe fortune's comments from the week before uh sean oleka says adding more teams to the two groups would be a good idea in my mind two groups of eight would allow all of the second tier teams to have meaningful matches against similar strength teams as well as against the top sides I saw some reaction kind of tailing off the quotes that I put up from uh, Joe Fortune which are saying that they will only dilute the quality of the top championships if these teams are getting more matches and actually have less meaningful matches because teams are just looking to run up scores against those who are trying to develop so that is the challenge here uh, Michael Redden said Limerick tip Cork have got a home away agreement 2018 league semi-finals in Thurless that's why Limerick have got home advantage if it's a tip Limerick Munster final is Thurless because pre-COVID the last final between them was 2019 in Limerick so that was a clarification as to why uh, there was home and away agreements in there Scale, I want you to react to these. I'm not going to see your face because I've got the, the comments up in front of me, but I can watch it back in the video later on. This is the one I was kind of half joking about, which is user163368289884 on TikTok. That's the themselves, Haven't put a thing in. It looks body, but he claims, I met Scale as a player. I'm glad to say he's the same person in the studio. We don't have a studio. These are our three homes currently. <laughs> a, com- a complete wanker, according to user163 and a variation of numbers. Uh, you it, were, t- it took me a while to come up with that username now, Will, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alan, Alan Crotty, 44, on TikTok. Hang on a second. Are we, are we going moving on from that? Are we skipping that comment? <laughs> yeah. Well, by all means, respond back to him. I need apparently. to know. I need to know location. Where's this guy from? Or girl? I don't know. Where are they from? Well, we don't know anything about him, sure. enough to play it against you. They said well, they, look, at, my friends will tell you, right? And this is straight up. I, I, and I do admit, at times I can be a thick man. <laughs> okay, so, so it just, uh, yeah, it's, it's whatever has happened that day. Probably copying the bad day, okay? Alan Crotty, also on TikTok, Scale is a clown. 
Um, not the first time I was called a clown, yeah. That's fair enough. <laughs> John Jameson came out with a slightly strange one. I, like, I actually kind of enjoyed these because some of them come up with very different insults and in what they yeah. were saying. Uh, Davey will have them ready about Waterford because your claim at the end was if Waterford go well, because the players will drive it on. Uh, Skehel is not a very desirable individual. You know, that's, that's quite a refined approach, isn't it? Incredibly. Desirable. Yeah. In what sense? Like, yeah. attractive? <laughs> Yes. Uh, Jocko92 was just, just putting down stats and putting down facts here. When he's not goggle bollocksing, which I don't think was the official name of that title, he's yeah. working on his championship spreadsheet. Well, that's what we want. I mean, work on yeah. the spreadsheet. Very dedicated, to be fair. Is this not, is this not a show where we discuss hurling and analyze it? <laughs> I think so. Do so. we need to you know, get this? We need analysis. Yeah. John Joe 56 Skehel is questioning Davy Fitzgerald's CV. He talks a lot of bollocks. He sounds bitter. Bitter. Well, what are you bitter about, if you are bitter? Bitter, I'm not bitter. See, how to put this now? I have to be, I have to be measured now in my response here because you know, <laughs> this, this could be part he's, two. He, look, he's, he's made this comment about you on the internet and I am affording you the opportunity to reply to what he said. Okay, I am black or white. Simple as that. Okay. So, like, if, if you're thick, just be thick and get on with it. Right? And don't, <laughs> don't act rosy. You know what I mean? So, I just, like... Oh... How do I say? I just don't like his antics. Like I don't like the way he abuses linesmen and referees and gets involved with players. You know, multiple players over the years. Uh, like he's the only manager I can think of that had an actual altercation with a player in a live game. You know, unless I, I'm open to correction now. Correct me here if I'm wrong. Do you remember the Jason Ford incident? Oh yeah. You know, I, just, I just don't. I just don't I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that. I didn't like the way he he basically shit on Liam Cahill's efforts last year. I'm not a Tipperary man, I'm not a Waterford man. I've no, I've no vested interest in this, but just, again, there's a certain way to go about things. Like, And then when he comes on at the end of the year and say how he's you know, he's wrecked and he's getting the world abuse, and probably is like, and that he might have to step away, like, then don't be ringing Galway when the guy is still in the manager's seat trying to get him out and get in yourself. You know? Like this, I know this for a fact. So that's, that's what kind of rubs me the wrong way. You know what I mean? Can I ask you a question on behalf of listeners? Because I'm sure this probably ran through a few people's minds. Did you and Davey fall out when you were working together? Um, I wouldn't say fall out. No, no, okay. we didn't like, 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 I'm a thick man, right? And mm-hmm. he's a thick man. Okay. You know, so two wrongs don't make a right. And we've, or did we have a row? We 100% had heaps rows. You know, but we finished on the finest terms, you know. I got injured in my final year, popped out my shoulder. I couldn't do much about it. Um, the club held it against him because we missed, uh, uh, I missed an Ireland final intermediate. I think Jane sort of won the same year, if I'm, if I'm in the junior. If I'm, yeah, 2007. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. So, yes. um, it's just, it's like, yeah, look, it was like two, two rams, you know, loggerheads, as you could say. And that's fine. Like, as a player, see, he was a hero of mine as a player. Like, I loved him watching him as a player. Just the way he goes on and times his antics as manager. I just don't agree with it. That's it. Dude, I don't agree with it. So, what did your man say? Uh, I'm not a desirable individual. Fine. What do you expect from a, from a pig to a grunt? <laughs> Uh, Matt Kenny I don't think it's Matty Kenny by the way I don't think Matty Kenny's on TikTok uh, <laughs> Sour Galway man a county full of talent yet they underachieve every year and then it goes he brought in the sweeper it worked for a while didn't it which I assume is based on uh, Davy's plans I don't think Davy, by the way and I don't think Davy would even claim this himself that he was the originator of the sweeper I think he's just been a guy who's deployed it yeah he's, he's used it right and he stuck to it mm. so and like, do I agree with the sweeper um Sometimes, let's say if, if, there's a, if there's a major gulf in talent between teams, obviously you might have to deploy one just to, to, to limit the damage. Like, but when you've got a, a savage team like in, 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 a, in a Warford, don't like, play, play 15 on 15. They're more than capable. Damien Jordan had a pop at all of us. Damien Jordan 145 to give him his full moniker on TikTok. Who are these people with three laughing emojis? 
maybe he was just on the wrong podcast. Maybe that's yeah. <laughs> that's a genuine question. <laughs> maybe he was. Maybe he yeah, was. Maybe because if he doesn't know, like if he, like if he doesn't know the great Paul Murphy, like Jesus, what's going on then? Like you know, <laughs> a new moniker for you as well, Skell. Owen Joey Jordan says Skell is Hurling's version of David Brady. You're both from the West. David Brady is Mayo footballer. Yes, I know David Brady. Yeah, I know of him. Yeah. What's that supposed to mean? Is that an insult or a compliment? I don't know. Pro- probably a bit of both, really. Um, I, by the way, really enjoy... It can't TV. be a bit of both, no. It has to be another. <laughs> ah, look, can, can, I, can I say it's not a bad thing? Like, you're two guys who are happy to talk, and in DB's case as well, he'll come out with a few wild comments by his own admission, and he will laugh it off for the best part, or he will justify his opinion, but he'll never hold back, so he'll never be bland. So I hope that's the way that's meant. Yeah. yeah. So you know, so I think with this well, podcast, so you, you're, you're free to speak your mind. Yeah. Like if we were on television with the national broadcaster, we would be certain, and let's be honest about it, we would be muted to a touch. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We couldn't uh, exactly let out our full persona. Maybe yeah. you, Mark, you'd be fine. <laughs> don't, we were don't. He was on late, late or something before, weren't you? <laughs> I was released for one, up for the match. Up for the up match, for the match yeah. yeah. So you're, you're accustomed to people up there in the capital. The one, the one thing I will say with all the people commenting, I think the first about 20 episodes last year when we started recording this, I was slagging Skehel on and off intermittently for that before we actually met because the three of us, like we, did, we hadn't met since we started for about 20 episodes. Yeah. And then uh, I remember we were checking into the hotel or I was checking into the hotel in Limerick for the roadshow we did. And Skettle, you were about two minutes after me. And I was standing at the elevator and I looked back and it, my 20 episodes of slagging you came back to haunt me. And I went, fuck it, he's way bigger than I remember him being. <laughs> <laughs> and I was looking at this six foot four lad and I went, oh, I'm after slagging him now and he's going to have a few points of Guinness tonight now. So one thing I will say for the people commenting <laughs> is that Skettle's quite big. <laughs> yeah, I, I can be aggressive at times. <laughs> and I remember I remember then we met in the hallway inside the office. Hey, sure, we'll go down for a drink there and I'll soften him up here now with a point of Guinness. I know the way to his heart here now. So it's grand. You found it very fast too, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> the way to be hard. Well, <laughs> then he sabotaged me the two of the chair. Yeah. Ah, no, the, the chair the chair went down by its own volition. Um, you <laughs> saved your point and everyone credited you for holding on to it. So, um, and by the way, the vast majority of comments on Instagram, TikTok, everywhere else was actually positive, but it's kind of fun having a look at some of these. Oh, Barry I, jo- shit. I know you couldn't. That's why I'm throwing <laughs> them at you. Uh, Barry John Marr, hold on. Says the man who ran the length of a pitch in a challenge game in New York to get involved in a schmozzle. Now, it wasn't in New York. That was in Boston, was it not? Yeah, so if you want to correct me, future with correct stats. Um, there was not challenge game. It was the Super 11. It was the 11s. It was yeah. serious stuff. It was Dublin. Uh, there was a row. I don't know if it was a row. There were lads on the ground. And I said, fuck it. I'm, I'm, I, I'm never as close to the action as I am to, as I was there because it was a shortened pitch. So I said, fuck it. Let's go for it. Let's just get someone. But how was that digging yeah. you? How was the, the fact that you did that? What's the... I was backing up my teammates and I'd do it again. No, but what I mean is that the comment saying that you ran the length of the field, like says your man, that was the comment, says your man who ran the length of the field. I don't think, what does that got to do with Anthony said last week? I don't think it um, I probably, that was probably a, a bad act. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd say it's he's not whiter than white. He can't be judged. Ah, I get you. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. Better, do, you want to do, do you want to do, just, just to please that, that guy, I'll go into confession Sunday, I'll say a few Hail Marys and I have a penance, right? Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Not sorry. You're absolved, you're absolved on the pod now the two of these are going to roll together because when I put the video in earlier on you were pissed off at me so you can be pissed off at me for uh, the, vi- the visual will be here on the YouTube when people are watching this later on but one and one plus two five no four one and one plus two four this sounds very salty from the Galway man 
Lacks class. He'd be better placed to keep her quiet. After all, he cost Galway enough times, which I thought was pretty mean-spirited. Harsh enough that now, isn't it? Mm. It was pretty harsh now. And then... Would you reckon, so like, would you reckon, you know how Bubba's missed, the, missed the, the free in the drawing game? Yeah. Would you blame him for that? No. For oh. You don't, of course, of course not. You don't, you don't pick individual instances, let's say, which probably, my instance is probably letting a goal or some sort of, or a bad pick or some shit, you know. But again, I've heard that up and down like a lot of times. When people try to get at you, they think it actually gets at you. Mm. Don't give a shit. And the thing is about it as well is because, let's say, a goalkeeper or a full back line, your mistakes are punishable more fucking often than not. Yeah. Than, yeah. You know, yeah. Agreeing that, that, that they're more men. Like, I mean, a corner forward is a bad game. They just have a bad game. They don't get the ball. But you make a handling mistake. That's, you know... So it's uh, it's easier to point out those as well. But like you said, the guys think it didn't you, but you're the first person to know it. Like. So it's like, yeah, you know, but you know, if you've come to terms with it, you've dealt with it, yeah. you've it. Yeah. I didn't get to play at your level, but I still am salty at this stage. 20 odd years on now at this stage, a under 14 Midland Schoolboys League final. I was credited with scoring an own goal, which I didn't score in the <laughs> final as we lost an extra time. And I'm still angry that happened. I was in goal. It was not me. It was one of our defenders who actually got a nick on it with his head. Yeah. Went past me in goal. Not a single thing I could do about it. Wasn't his fault. Uh, but yet in the newspaper, it had me down as the OG as the reason that we lost. Uh, so yeah, I, I still hold that pain till now. I it was should, not my fault, but you know probably was. I should do a segment here with you of the funniest goals I've conceded. <laughs> by, by God, I have some rippers. I swear to God. <laughs> I came out, my full back was taking a, a sideline one day in a league game with the club. And he, he maintains when he looked at me up first, I was in the goal. And then when he hit the ball, I was 15 yards along the inline line for a short sideline. Mm. He put it straight in the net. <clears throat> like, that was fucking embarrassing. <laughs> and one of them goals, you're almost there to get it, and it rolls over the line. <sighs> and I haven't worked the other side of it, by the way, because, again, I don't know who the reporter was that credited me incorrectly with that own goal. But having been a reporter at games... In GEA, it's very difficult to know what to put in your report if someone scores an own goal or an own point. And own, how do you score an own point? It's happened. It happened in the Senior happened. Football Championship last year. So a defender yeah, yeah. decided to kick yeah. the ball back to his goalkeeper. I think it was quarterfinal or semifinal. It basically hit the pitch, which is quite hard in the middle of summer. Bounced, bounced straight over the crossbar. And the reporter's just there going, do I put down OP? What do I put down here? <laughs> um, I remember seeing a defender a few years ago in a game I was covering too, who headed the ball over his own bar because it looked like a goal was about to happen. And so he decided, couldn't quite get his hands up to it because he was in close spaces, headed yeah. over. And all the reporters in the press box just looked at each other as if to say, not sure what we're meant to do here. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it went down, I think, as 0-1 just as himself. So it was really weird. But everything has to tally because people yeah. want to check the scores. It's, it's Come here, just, uh, have you any mean tweets about Murph, no? None yet, but should I give me this? Hang week? on, give me, give me two minutes. Give me two minutes. Yeah, you, you, get, you get tweeting. <laughs> Murph so, is an absolute. <laughs> 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 but then, Skellen, this is totally related to the last one. I, I promise this is all nicely themed. Bazo777 was in contact uh, yesterday. Not a question, but did you see Skell's howler he let in against Tipperary in 2008? It was shown on the build up to Limerick against Tipperary on TG Carr on Saturday. So I flicked the video in earlier on. You were like, you're on my bad list now at this stage. All I want to do is show you the goal that Bazo was talking about. I found it in the intro. Oh yeah, saying Tipperary League Final 2008 wasn't enough information. Oh yeah, it's been in the video. <laughs> I had to go back and have. A, I had to go back it's actually a funny story because yeah, look now, like I, I enjoy playing with Lukeman, like, but he had mm. me primed before the game that if Larry Corbett comes within the vicinity, I want you to physically hurt him. You know, hit him like with your body, not put across the but just hit him like with shoulder, anything. So I was going out. I just scored a point from a free. I was come back in and I 
buried Larry shoulder as I'm coming back in. Hyper. Mm. Next ball, Benny Dorn hits it. <laughs> and I'm coming, I'm coming for this fucking ball. I'm coming out. <laughs> but I forgot one thing. I forgot the ball. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be treated back. to this as Scales talking about oh, it but yeah. like it was a dribbly old ball in as well it was a dirty top spin but anyway I missed the ball right as I'm walking back right or turning back Larry goes hey you settle down young lady yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that was it <laughs> settle down young lad <laughs> you'd have another what 12 seasons of intercounty hurling after that so it didn't affect oh, you that badly yeah. but it's one of those you probably learned from though. Like if you were in a calmer state of mind, you would have probably let your defender deal with that or you would have come out and ball first, not been worried about hitting him and you would have cleared oh, it away. Oh, but she was hyper. Like, as, as, hmm. like as a goalie, that's, that's probably the, that's the last emotion you want is pure hyperness. You know, you want to be just cool and calm. So that was, that was a harsh lesson in fairness. Yeah. T- but, TJ, yeah. There was another goal, I think, in that game as well. TJ Carr could have shown that instead, but they did show... Uh, yeah, the goal went down to Dunn eventually, but um, it slipped through your grasp. A few questions, Murph, to, to fly through that come in on the Instagram as well. Uh, this one from Maffei, who comes to us most weeks. If you're Liam Cal, how do you approach Limerick next time round? What should tip change? Change? Uh, I don't know if there's anything they could change. Like, I think what Liam Cal would be looking for is... He'd obviously be looking for a more of a spread of scores. How do you get more of a spread of scores? More players creating options as as Tipper on the attack. Um, I suppose without trying to expose yourself in defence, you know, which is uh, it sounds like you're 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 contradicting yourself there. But like they created really good scores, but just not often enough. And as we said, they had six scores during the game, whereas Limerick had eight who scored two points or more and had twelve scores overall. So Liam Cal looked to have a few more scores on the board. He'll also, I suppose, look to try and see, okay, well, how did we manage to close down Limerick so well in the first half and sustain that in the second half to create at least a platform that whereby in the last few minutes we're either winning, drawn, or down by three points, but we're still in the game. So that's what Liam Cal will be looking to do. And they're, they're headed in the right direction. Like no team at this stage of the league was looking to be peaking. Like Liam Cal, next time he wants to play them at an important time, and Liam Cal will be hoping that's a Munster final, will be then all these things come right. It's actually no good at coming right now against Limerick because, you know, they'll have found you out at that stage. So the few things he looked for, he looked for more of a spread of scores, but I don't think it's fair to say it looked trying to change. Like Limerick were just better on the day and, and Tipperary didn't do too many things wrong, but he looked to build on what they've done this time and say, right, we had six scores, brilliant, but we need a few more people. And asking the question, which I think Liam Cal will be really good at, at figuring out, is how do we do that? How do we go about doing it? It's one thing to say we need more scores, but how do we actually create that space? And maybe even learn from a few of the things that Limerick did and say, well, look how they create space. Maybe we have the players to go and do that. So I don't think there's a whole lot to be changed um, because I think a lot of the stuff they did, they did really well. They were just beaten by a better team. So those are a few of the markers. I think he looked that the next time they go into championship, they're going to be looking for 10 scores. They're going to be looking to create in space where Jake Morris can go and score the goal. Let's say Jake Morris. Uh, open it up, create that, that space. But then also when Limerick have the ball, shut them down early and stop these runners coming through the middle. Okay. Um, Electric Dinny, I'm going to keep your comment for next week for the guys to pick a team. But the question scale would be before you pick it, because I know you want to get out your book and write this out and take lads out and put lads in and whatever. Would the best of the rest of the country beat Limerick in a one-off game? As in, join every other, other county? You can have a 15 from every other county, put them together 
I, I don't know the hypotheticals about how much training they could have beforehand and all that kind of stuff. But would a 15 assembled from the rest of the country be better than this current Limerick team? See, now, now you know what I'm going to do, don't you? You know I'm going to go, go out and write it for next week, yeah. I'm going to pick it off. Now. Damn you, that's yeah. another couple of hours gone. <laughs> can, I, can we pause that question and come back to it next week? That's I what I mean. It's more for now, yeah. No. yeah that's would you I mean. like, like early doors now, would you be able to say yes or no? That's basically it. You don't have to come back with such a decisive answer now, like, mm. you know, in terms of naming the team. But should it have to? Of course, they'd have yeah. to, wouldn't they? I'd say the same. Yeah, of course. You're, you're, you're piecing the best players in the country. Yeah. In every position. Yeah. Know, against, you'd say they'd have to. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put that together for next now, week. Now, I would right? say. Go on. Sorry. Go on. No, go on. Go on. Little catch here. You know, the, I, always, I always wonder, you know, the British and Irish Lions tour? Mm. Yeah. Why can they, why can't they can never get over the team? You know, when you, when you take four of the top six or seven countries, it's always a question in my head. I think it's just time together. Like you have Preparation something. time, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and you have a lot of different uh, teams in rugby playing different brands, playing different styles, playing different strengths. And then I suppose, like the communication with Limerick, there's one thing alone as to why they're so good because they're playing week on week, they understand each other. Lots of players have been played together from a young age. So like, if yeah, you could pick a 15 from Ireland, uh, from, Ireland from the rest of Ireland that would beat this Limerick team. But I would say that if you're really to go into the weeds on it, yeah, it's 15 from the rest of Ireland, but training together over a long period of time to build up that bit of understanding with a good game plan and on you go. It's not a case of if next weekend they have an all-star match versus Limerick. I actually think Limerick win that match yeah. because that team would be disjointed because they're playing different brands. You have a Tyke de Burke type sweep and roll, for example, playing, let's say you throw Tyke de Burke centre-back, but then you have, you know, a Connerly Hannett Centre forward running around expecting the type of ball he gets with Cork, he doesn't get that off Tyke de Burke, and that's the disjointedness that you're going to have. Yeah, so, that's why I'm intrigued about your teams next week. So this is the homework now ahead of uh, so what's our homework? 15, you rest of Ireland. 15, and you got it. I reckon as well, you got to try and balance this out because what will naturally happen here is you'll go, let's pick the best six scoring forwards that we could possibly pick. Yeah, I want a functional team that will be able to take Limerick down, and you've got every other oh. county to pick from. <sighs> Last question I have my goalie in six packs. Uh, yeah, I knew I knew you'd start. So give me a goalie and backs from this now, because this was Detox now, 101 when the Sunday game was on. Straight away, top of my head now, stuff. That's fine. Or like, like, by all means. Uh, I've Mikey Butler cornerback. I've Dahi Burks centre back. Or, or fullback. Uh, Win Fish, Cahal Barrett at the corner. I've Rowan Maher at five. John Connell at six. Tag De Burke at seven. Don't don't give away any more. Always leave them waiting for more for during the week. Okay, so now I'm going to, sorry, can I stop now? Put away yeah, stop. Stop, yeah. Put away yeah. Up, Come back to it later on. I've got a couple of midfielders. I'm going to find yeah. out where Conor Whelan and Carl Mannion fit into this team, etc., etc. You can work that yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, Detux 101. This was after the Sunday game revelation that the hurling was going to be first last night. He said, idea for the pot. How about you pick a team 2010 onwards or the last 25 years? So that's left us a little bit more room here of Sunday game panellists it would be a fair team now I'm not sure if that means the players had to play in the last 25 years because uh, you know you could have Eddie Kerr there if you wanted if it was people who've been on telly the last 25 years doing the analysis but um, here's a selection that I thought of that had been on recently because the fir- first port of call was I started scribbling down people who've been on in the last 10 years who would have played in the last 10 years and it's actually not that many because generally there was a fairly settled panel for quite a while before that but if you want the players who played in the last 25 that have been on the telly. You have Cummins, Davy Fitz, Jackie Tyrrell, JJ, Paddy Marr, Anthony Daly, Brendan Marr, Joe Canning, Henry Shefflin, John Milan, Eddie Brennan, DJ Carey, Paul Flynn, Declan Ruth, Michael Dignan. They're players who've played inside the last 25 that I can think of. There's probably more. The one problem is, and this is probably what's been exposed here, 
is that generally you get quite a few goalkeepers, a lot of forwards, and not too many midfielders. Like, if I'm going to make a team, I probably have to put Joe Canning in with Brendan Maher just to make this actually fit. Who do you guys, because I sent this into you last night about the fact this had come up, who's getting into your team from the Sunday game panelists here? Pete Finnerty. Yeah, Pete Finnerty should be there. Now, he, he obviously hasn't played for the last 25, but he's been on the panel the last 25, hasn't he? He's your, he's your centre half back. Mm. Yeah. Quite a lot of forwards there as well, isn't there? A lot of them, yeah. Mm. Jesus, that's a tricky one. Yeah. Like, if you put if you put Finnerty in, right, then you've got a few options where you can be a little bit creative. But, like, you would definitely be putting Anthony Daly, I would say, into your half-back line, I would suggest. Was uh, was Tommy Dunn ever on the, on the panel? Ooh, might have been. Probably wasn't a regular, but I think he's been on doing analysis, hasn't he? See, the Sunday game is a funny one as well. You know, when you ask about the Sunday game here, do you include people who've done one-off games or do they have to have been a regular in the couch? Yeah, because there were years that's... where it was like Finnerty, Cyril, like there was a fairly small crew that did nearly all the Sundays. Mm. Yeah. And then you'd have, you know, like one Lee Jin has done it, like things yeah. like this. So uh, like you think back there, Richie Hogan has done it. You know, as in there's been one-off kind of. Tomas McCann. So I'd say probably resident lads, lads who've yeah. done it, you know. Yeah, I'd be fine with putting Macaulay on it. I'm just not sure how wedded Detox 101 is to the idea of the last 25 years being their playing career. Because if if it's not their playing career, if they've just been on the Sunday game for the last 25, then you've got a bit more wiggle room, I think. Okay. Mm. We need clarity on that. I think we need to draft up a bigger group of, let's say, I, I'd, I'd struggle to name even the lads that you named there, Will, just, mm. you know, off the top of my head. So if I had a consolidated list now, you'd make a fair crack at it. Let's leave it open to the comment section. Particularly so two, those if they've done two episodes or more, uh, if they put it into the comments, we'll, we'll draft something from that. That's two teams now for next week. All right, yeah, because I've got a pool of players here and we can add to them then and put them into positions. She's <laughs> scales going to be off work all week now. Oh, I'm sweating. I'll be the <laughs> minor game, I'm sorry. <laughs> but before we go, Scale, one word on that. Um, good start for Galway and Leinster at the weekend as well. You were up in Darver, weren't you? Yeah, historic start. First game in Leinster. Um, worked out well. Missing a couple of players, so came away with a result, which is the most important thing. Um, I have to say, Darver is a fine spot. Great, great mm. facility. Uh, great setup. Um, a long way up now. A long way up. I thought they could have brought it down to Abbottstown, you know what I mean? <laughs> as, a, as a middle of the ground area, but uh, we have Leash this weekend in Port Leash. So, uh, round two. So, just have to um, continue the business. There you go. Welcome to the accommodating Leinster Championship where you get to play against, where Connacht can meet Ulster in the first round of the Leinster Championship. That's how accommodating <laughs> we are. Yeah. We're qualified now, would you believe? Yeah, because I think it's just two out of three come out of the group, don't they? Yeah, you get into a preliminary, no, it's, four, it's a group of four, and, okay. and if, you, if you win one game, you get to a preliminary, preliminary quarterfinal. Right. Big ass. The round before the round. <laughs> and then we have Kilkenny next week. Um, I don't know, is it Good Friday or Holy Saturday? I'm not sure. It's that weekend, isn't it? Yeah. In Northern Park. So, Murph, I expect to be welcome to the open arms. Okay. There's, a, there's a room here for you and all, Scott. <laughs> Just make sure the fridge is full. <laughs> It'll be like the New Zealand boys before the World Cup, was it, in 93 or something, poisoning you the night before now. So <laughs> oh, and this reminds me, there's one last story we have to get out of Paul Murphy here. I forgot all about it until you mentioned Lions Tours and so on. Tommy Welsh, you guys going to their house, Murph, because you were asked about this uh, oh, yeah. during the week. Yeah. Uh, it came up after Gary Ringrose's <laughs> yeah, dad's yeah, house yeah. was hit by the entire Irish rugby team. Yeah. And I saw a video, which I hadn't seen before, of you guys descending on Tommy Welsh's house. Tell us, why did you end up going to Tommy's house? Like, Did Tommy just not want <clears> to go out that night? Was it a similar circumstance? 
It was one of the days after 2014, so after the replay, and the full, the full setup was, I mean, this is probably the third day or fourth day or something anyway. Um, but we were in a pub in Kilkenny, and it was kind of this thing of lads were coming in in dribs and drabs for the full Irish and get a few pints. And lads were going, what are we doing? Where are we going? And the novelty, lads were already speaking of it, was lads, we're going to go to a pub out in the sticks somewhere, find somewhere we don't usually go, where no one will be expecting us, and we'll all land in and it'll be hilarious. And, you know, so out of nowhere then, a lad turned up outside with a bus. Nobody rang him. And he said, lads, I have a bus there. I'll bring you wherever you want to go. So we were going, Jesus. This is where? some kind soul who's gone, I've got a minibus. Come on. Now, yeah, I, I still don't know who it was. And um, so we were like, great, where'll we go? And I think Taggy had just kind of said, lads, I wouldn't want to buy in Erlingford. We'll go to Erlingford. And we said, brilliant. We'll go up to the border with Tim and we'll go, into, we'll go to Erlingford. So we were all happy to head out there. And next thing someone was on the phone going, that's Tommy isn't coming out. Now, Marlies, his wife was pregnant at the time, in fairness to him, with their second child. So Tommy was like, that's him going away for a few days. You know, but Tommy was the catalyst for crack. On the bus, Tommy would not, you know, enjoy someone after a game not having crack. He'd have to create a game. He'd have to do something. He was just up to high on the bus on the way home. So we said, Jez, we can't not bring Tommy out. And he would love it if we went to him. So we said to your man, will you bring us to Erlingford? And we're going to go out by a Tuller, via Tullerone, which is not the way you go to Erlingford. And the roads were winding. Lads were as sick as a dog going out of the road. And sure, we stopped. And I remember what was after happening at the time was Finn, who was Tommy's son, was after hiding the keys for the house. Tommy couldn't actually get out of the house. So we got up and we all got off the bus. Lads, pints in hands. We looked in. Here was Tommy in the sitting room. And he was just like this, going, <laughs> seeing all of us coming across the lawn. Because Tommy would always say, ah, oh, the spirit in the team, the spirit's brilliant. And he, even more specifically, he'd say, ah, oh, the backs of some spirit. The forwards are you, the, no spirit in the forwards, but the backs of great spirit. So Tommy swings open the window, then he goes, ah, yes, there's some spirit in this team. It's brilliant, isn't it? So that was it. And basically then he said, look, lads, give me half an hour. We went into Tullerone. We turned on the game in Tullerone, had a few pints. And Tommy bust in the door about half an hour later, ready to go for the day. So that was That's it. Brilliant. That's that was great, crack. Was that, we got we got the photo as well, and Tommy has the head out the window. Yeah, yeah. That's even better than Gary Ringrose because in Ringrose's case, he's got like a massive gaff. Well, it's his parents' house, but like you know, yeah. I can go in, have a bit of enjoyment in there. The fact that Tommy actually didn't let you down, went probably had a quick shower, got dressed, eventually made his excuse and went. There's 20 lads outside, so I'm going to have to yeah. go into the town and have a pint and yeah. turn up is is a cracker. And, and it was brilliant because he lives next door to the parents, so Mick was in next door. Mick's a great crack as well. And uh, Mick looks in over the hedge and here's the whole lot of us on the lawn. And Mick went, ah, Jesus, is brilliant. So Mick got on the bus as well. <laughs> yeah, Mick ended up out in Erlingford having points. So it was absolutely brilliant, yeah. Bloody hell. We're slowly but surely getting an insight into that Kilkenny team. Lads, it's been a pleasure. We'll talk to you again. We're going to be a day earlier this week. We're going to do Sunday to do the uh, preview of the league yeah. final uh, so that Murph can go one of his 15 holidays for the year. So Thanks very much. we're going to be a day early. Lads, <laughs> we'll talk to you the weekend. Sound, lads.